Jordan's not very angry at all. Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are angrier than normal today. <laughs> it's still so good. <laughs> the Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. Yeah. Okay, where do you want to start here? We just had a rambling, I don't know, 30-minute conversation? Something like that. There's just things that we can't talk about, you know, on the air. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) On the air. God, I hate it when people call it podcast radio. We need a different... How do we not have a vernacular for it by now? I don't know, but we, yeah, we literally in our introduction say MFKS radio. Oh, fuck, that's right. On the airwaves dial. <laughs> and we have our own call sign. I feel like that was you who made that one up. I did write that. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Just check us out on beginnerpodcast.net. Fuck. <laughs> um, let's talk about why we're angrier than normal. <laughs> let's just get right off the bat. So, yesterday... <laughs> Uh, some of you may have... Today is Sunday, the 17th, 18th. 18th. It's 18th. my dad's birthday. It's the 18th. Um, some of you may have seen on Twitter that I was watching the movie Leap Year uh, yesterday on Saturday while it was on in the afternoon. And we've talked about Leap Year and how bad it is, but how much we love it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I discovered something in watching it again. And I was like paying attention to a detail. Only because I was <laughs> curious at the end... Uh, or near the end when they are like waiting for a bus back to Dublin and they're like they've fallen asleep on that bus bench or whatever and there's a restaurant in behind them I was like oh where's this restaurant and it's because it's a real restaurant in Ireland uh it's in a town called Emmyscarry and I was like oh interesting cool and then that's down just south of Dublin um which also kind of makes sense for where they had sort of come from I guess the direct general direction I guess Anyway, so I was like, oh, cool, cool. And then in the last sort of scene before Anna goes back to Boston, um, when Adam Scott proposes to her in this hotel, and I was like, oh, interesting. I wonder where in Dublin this hotel is. It's not even in fucking Dublin. <laughs> like it's, and it's not like it's just like out in, you know, a suburb. No, it's in like an entirely different county. <laughs> and I was like, just because it's a nice hotel, you couldn't have found a nice hotel in Dublin. They do exist. I was very upset. Of course they do. But I think the problem is perhaps Adam Scott was not allowed in those nice hotels in Dublin. It's possible because he's the absolute worst. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, um... I just, I, oh, I was just so angry about it because I was just like... First of all, this movie's bad. Like, there's no getting around it. I'm not trying to pretend like it's a good movie. But, like, <laughs> at least try for some sort of, like... You know, because they, like, they use, like, the actual, like, Irish, um... Irish, like, railroad. It was an actual... They had the actual... The dude, like, at the train station, he had the actual logo on his, on his shirt. And then it was the actual, like, Irish National Bus Line. Like, it wasn't like they were faking other stuff. But then all of a sudden, they just had to, like find a hotel that wasn't even in Dublin. I guess assuming that no one would check, but let me tell you, I checked. (laughs) (laughs) Never doubt that Megan will check. 
No, and no one has ever, like, sufficiently answered for me the question of Wolverine's jacket, so whatever. I will never be satisfied. Oh my god. But yeah, I'll so... I'll never be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the very same thing. Uh... But yeah, so that was uh, a large portion of my afternoon yesterday, was being mad about this not hotel in Dublin. Okay, so th- does this segue? Does this segue into the thing that we're the ranting talk about? you wanted to do? Okay. Yeah, sure, we might as well. So I don't know how we got into this in our pre-conversation conversation. Oh, so what we were talking about was how I'm going back to work tomorrow because football oh, yes. training camp starts tomorrow. Uh, yes. And as much as I, I'm looking forward to it because I've been off for work for now, like since summer school for three weeks, and I'm kind of a little bit bored. Uh, oh, Megan, <laughs> you're not enjoying life like I am. Uh, no, I get super bored after a really short amount of time. I just need some structure in my day. That's really all it is, and I'm not motivated enough to structure my own days. So <laughs> I need someone to do it for me, which is why summer <laughs> school works really well. And then like three weeks off is good, and then it's time to do something else. So I go back to work tomorrow, got football training camp. Didn't want to spend all day there, obviously. Um, Because who wants to spend all day on a day you don't actually, like, technically have to be at work? And so I said that I was going for breakfast with someone tomorrow, uh, with a friend from work, and then I'm going for coffee with someone else on Tuesday and breakfast with another friend on Wednesday. And Kelsey said... I always hate it in TV shows and movies when the characters... Find the time on a regular day to go for breakfast before work. How is that possible? What are these people's lives? Yeah, and like how early do they get up in order to be able yeah. to do that? Because like a lot of jobs start fucking early. Mm-hmm. And it seems like on TV shows people have a lot of like corporate jobs and government jobs. And it's just like... If you're not starting at nine, you're starting earlier than nine. Oh, so like, yeah, you're not starting. I mean, I watch Brooklyn Nine Nine almost obsessively at this point, and like, I think that they start at their like detective shift starts at nine in the morning. I'm like, there's no fucking way that's true. But anyway, yeah, carry yeah, on. No way. But it's just like, <sighs> so you thought it would be interesting to have a conversation about those. They're essentially, like, plot devices. Mm-hmm. Like, in Friends, how everyone's at the fucking coffee shop all the time. Yeah, like, how is it, like, how is it possible? Let's start with that one. I think that's a good one to start with. How is it possible okay. that Chandler, who has his job doing whatever the fuck he does in an office building, and Monica, who's a chef, and, like, well, I understand that maybe she's got some time in the morning. How does she have time in the evening when she should be at the restaurant? But, like, that's an entirely separate conversation. For uh, sure. And, like... Depending on when you're watching the show, Russ is either, like, working for the museum or a university. Yeah. So, like, that should be all day. Like, the university, I feel like there's probably more flexibility. Because like, yeah, if, if potentially. the class that he's teaching doesn't start till, like, 11 or something, then maybe he's maybe he's the kind of person who does his work later or whatever. So that one I can work with. But, like, how does, yeah, how, how, how are they all able, I and, mean, like, Phoebe has a job, maybe she doesn't, I don't know, maybe she just, like, busks all day and sings about the cat. I have no idea what she does. But it seems that they're always able to be in the coffee shop at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that life. And there's no, there's never any mention of just, like, ugh, thank God it's Saturday, you mm-hmm. know? 
It just seems like it's every day. Or, like, it's a long weekend or, you know, something or whatever. Like, it's never that. It's always just, like, there was, I think, I feel like there was an episode at one point in time where someone was, like, what am I, Gunther? Yes. It was, like, don't you guys have jobs or something like that? And then everyone kind of scattered because they realized, like, oh, shit, we have to go to work. Um, but that was, like, the only ever real mention of it. The rest of the time, so they just kind of hang out. And what also fucking grinds my gears is when on sitcoms, you'll have, like, a mom getting everyone breakfast before, like, the kids in the family have to go to school. And she's cooked, like, a fucking eight-course breakfast meal. And someone grabs a banana and runs out the door. I would be like, you get your ass back here and eat these fucking grapes that I made you for the last three hours. Because apparently I, as a mom, also get up at 4 a.m. to cook breakfast for you, ungrateful fucks. Like, what? <laughs> but it's it, as a counterpoint to that, I always find that unrealistic as well. However, the thing I really find unrealistic is if you know your fucking picky kid is only going to eat a banana. Yeah, what are you doing? Why are you making this giant breakfast for everyone? For sure. You know, like, there's there's kind of two sides to, to that one there. But, yeah, I've always felt like, I mean, my mom, I don't think, during the week, ever made breakfast. Oh, God, no. Like, when I was when I was little, my mom, like, when I, she quit work when I was in kindergarten. Um, and then she was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, so when I was younger, like, she was always up when I was eating breakfast. But my breakfast usually consisted of, like, cereal and an apple. Or a banana. Like, that was my breakfast. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, like, whatever. And then like when you... I was, like, old enough, when I was, like, <laughs> when I was able to get the bowl out of the cupboard and get mm-hmm. the milk out of the fridge and pour it without spilling, I was on my own. <laughs> like, there was no, there was no help from mom needed. Oh, for sure. I've been doing my own laundry since I was eight. So, like, if there's any, like, I don't know if I'm a latchkey kid success story or what, but I don't know. But still, that's so frustrating how it's just, like, a total disrespect to the mother, I think, or the father, whoever's cooking the breakfast. But also so absurd. Can you imagine eating all that and then going to school? No, because when you have that big of a meal, you need need some time. God, you just feel so gross. Yeah, you need a little bit of time just to kind of, to let that digest. Yeah, that's why brunch fucking rules. Because you wake up and then you wait like two hours until you're like fucking starving. And then you're like, yes, I'm going to go crush 80 waffles. And you do it, and then you're like, yes, I don't need to eat till supper time. Yeah, it's perfect. It's the perfect (laughs) two-meal-a-day solution. (laughs) But, like, in in TV and in the movies, like, no one can go for brunch, really, because they have to, like, go to work, right? So it's always, like, these big breakfasts at, like, diners and stuff. Yeah, but still, like, what's the difference between the time they're eating for brunch and breakfast? Like, an hour? Like, we don't know. It's true. Yeah, I, I truly don't know. I truly, truly don't. I know that's something that I've always, like, found really frustrating. Okay, what's another one? Um, that was my, that was, like, 11 minutes of solid gold. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> the, one of the things that I've always, and maybe this isn't a thing that I was, like, I'm disappointed doesn't happen, but one of the things that I always, like, I don't understand is how 
in TV and movies, nobody wears, like, casual clothes unless they're, like, cleaning out the basement. Like, yeah. Do you know what like I mean? Like, everybody's super well put together. All At all times, regardless of what they're doing. Like, grocery store, yeah, no one's got, like, you know, weeks-old sweatpants or whatever. Like, no, it's... Yeah. Everything is... And they're, they're, the only reason, like, a woman's hair is, like, in a gross ponytail is because she's deathly ill. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, I'm sorry. I mean, I haven't had long hair in a really long time, but, like, if I did, it would be up in a gross ponytail every day. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I just washed my hair for the first time in three days, only to put it up into a bun. <laughs> 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 and it's still soaking wet. Oh, like, that's funny. no reason whatsoever. Everyone's way too fucking put together for and, life. And their homes are put too put together as well. Like, yes. I'm not saying everyone should live in a frat house like I do, but, like... <laughs> although, I no, will you say... you don't. You have art. Frat true. houses don't have art. And it's not movie... And they're not movie posters. So, I win. Um, but, so, actually, you know, since I put that, like, piece of furniture up, I've been... I've managed to keep things, like, pretty, pretty clean and, like, organized... Mm-hmm. Uh, I had some trouble finding my computer today, however, because it was underneath oh. a pile of paper uh, on the table, and it's usually not on the table, but that's where I had last used it, uh, and then I was like, where the fuck is my computer? I was like, alright, it's on the table, and it was under a precariously balanced pile of paper that I was shredding. And that's like, that's that's real life. Yeah, Yeah, or like, oh, I'm actually out of toilet paper. What the fuck am I going to do now? Um, (laughs) But like, I was watching after, so after Leap Year was on yesterday, I didn't watch it, but the first like probably 15 minutes of Mad Money was on with Diane Keaton and uh, Queen Latifah and Katie Holmes, where they like steal a bunch of money from the Fed um, in like the greatest scam ever. And, like, okay, so Diane Keaton, she's in this movie, she's married to Ted Danson, he comes home and he's, like, lost his job, and she's, like, and he's, like, I guess we gotta sell the house. And I was, like, okay, first of all, have you never had a conversation about your finances, like, at all? Like, how do you not have a, at least a month or two's worth of living expenses before you have to, like, panic sell the house, you know? Yeah, um, are you living, like, paycheck to paycheck? But also, just looking at the life that they were living, I was, like, yeah, you could probably cut back. I don't, I feel like you could cut back without selling your house and you would be okay. Yes, like, their houses are way too big. The only one that I think is, like, accurate is, like, Jerry Seinfeld's apartment. But even still, you don't see that back wall. But if he's, like, a working comedian, it's actually probably too small. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's that's probably accurate. I mean, actually, I think, like, Joey and Chandler's apartment was probably... Yeah. Oh, because Chandler had a real job, at least. Like, an actual... For sure. Legit job. No one knows what it is. No, but he had a real job, and he had to wear a suit to go to work every day, so... I yeah. feel like he was getting paid something. Or I'd say the other realistic one is the song Covey House from To All The Boys, because their dad is an OBGYN. Yeah, well, yes, that's probably <laughs> that's probably pretty fair, too, yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> he's, he's raking it in. Oh, for sure. And you can make an assumption that perhaps before his wife passed away, maybe she worked as well. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. That's that's probably accurate. Oh, no. What if she died in a baby accident? Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Um, but yeah, so there's there's that there's the, that whole thing. What else bothers me? Or the, 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 well, yeah, that's something that just bothers me is like how put together everything always is because it is absolutely not reflective of real life. No, absolutely. And people just like walking into your house all the time. Ugh, like with their shoes on. Neighbors. Oh, with shoes on. <laughs> Americans and your shoes on in your houses. What are you doing? Like, you're... Oh, God. Is it weird that I think that that's like, you're an animal, <laughs> take off your shoes? No, I think it's the same thing. as So somebody tweeted about it the other day, and I retweeted it, and I was like, because it was about how in the States, for the most part, people don't take their shoes off. I mean, obviously, I would assume, like, if you live in, like, Minnesota and it's the middle of winter, you're probably going to take your boots off. But, like, you know, uh, how generally people don't take their shoes off when they go into the house. And I was, I retweeted it, and I was just like, take your shoes off, you monsters. Like, like what? Oh, yeah. I have, a pair, I have a pair of flip-flops that, like, sit by my door that I wear in the house. And, like, I'm at the point where if I forget something in the house, I will take my shoes off when I go back into the house. Even if it's, like, I just got to grab something from, like, around the corner and my little, like, key hang-up thing or whatever. And I will put my house shoes on and I will go get the thing. And then I will come back and put my other shoes on because I don't want to have to clean up the mess from wearing my shoes in the house. Yeah. And that's like, that's your equivalent essentially to slippers. Yeah. But like, it's, that's normal for me to like take my shoes off at the door Mm -hmm. immediately. Yes. Inside shoes versus outside the shoes. That I understand. But they're just like, it's the same shoes it seems. Yeah. They just wear shoes. Why? And it's the worst when you go upstairs or into the bedroom and then the shoes end up on the bed and they were just outside. What? Why would shoes be on the be- Oh my god, I'm just getting too upset by It's this. infuriating. <laughs> it's insane. Um, something else I think that's different sort of from how it's portrayed is just like high school. Okay. In in all, like, I mean, we taught high school. We both went to high school, so we have some experiences. But, like, my high school, both as a student and as a teacher, looks nothing like any high school in anything I've ever watched. For sure. So, like, what tropes are you talking about? Well, so there's, there's, like, there's a couple, right? So there's, like, the, there's like the Dangerous Minds, Dead Poet Society, uh, Freedom Writers kind of, like, high school experience. Where okay. there's that one teacher who's, like, transformative and somehow manages to teach the same kids for, like, three years in a row. Um, right. Which... And is also, like, looked down upon by the staff and is probably fired. Yes. Yeah, in a real life would absolutely 100% be fired by how much, you know, they break all the rules. Um, and stuff like that. So, like, so there's, there's that. But then there's also the, like, like, I'm thinking about, like, an easy A when, um... She, like, starts her scheme, and then the next day, everyone's, like, looking at her and paying attention to her. I was like, yeah, fuck it, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, people don't know who people are. Even no. In, even in a relatively small school, people don't know who people in, like, other grades are. No, not at all. And, like, for the whole school to be talking about something, like, would have to be incredibly you serious. actually had to have murdered someone. Yes. And then they wouldn't be looking at you because you'd be in jail. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like those kinds of, those kinds of things I always find like really 
you know, it's, I'm not disappointed that high school wasn't like that at all. Don't get me wrong. But it was just one of those things, like, as you watch stuff, that's what you sort of come to expect. And then you realize, oh, no, that is, that is not it at all. Oh, yeah. And even just, like, maybe this is a Canada thing. I don't know. But, like, those clearly defined cliques, I don't think, are much of a thing either. No, and I think I think depending on depending on where you go, maybe bigger cities or something, perhaps. Yeah. Um, you know, there might be something like that, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see it in my school for sure. I know they exist, but not in that like everyone's got their corner of the cafeteria, and you can't sit at this table or we'll kill you kind of thing. Like, there's none of that. Oh, snow days. <laughs> Yeah, I've never had a snow day. Have you ever had a snow day? I think I've talked about this before. It was once because there was a power outage. That's the only time mm-hmm. in, like, all my years of schooling. Yeah, when I was in school, we never had anything resembling a snow day. And then when I was teaching, we had a snow day because of a power outage. And yeah. only ultimately because uh, the school that I was at at the time, most of the classrooms didn't have windows. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the prison school. I forgot. Yeah, so had there been windows in some of the classrooms, we would have been able to have class at least for a while, at least probably the first period, because there's a certain point at which, like, you know, toilets and stuff like that, you can't have people in the building. Yep. Um, But, yeah, we probably wouldn't have sent the kids home quite as early had there been some windows. And also, like, I have a feeling that... Oh, God. Based on how things are going now, <laughs> you'd get... If there was, like, a power outage, like, during school, you'd get a thing that was just like, well, all you fucking kids have flashlights on your phone, so... Mm-hmm. Good enough. Mm-hmm. That would for sure happen. Um, and also, like, I guess if we want to stick with the school thing, too, um, just, like, the teacher ramping up and just getting to the good point right at the bell. And, like... You know how teachers always seem to lose track of time on TV or in movies, like, of how much time is left in class? Uh-huh. That's, you know exactly how much time you have. Yeah, no way. I'm watching that fucking clock. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> I'm mad at myself when I finish what I wanted to do, like, with five minutes left, because then we're wasting a little bit of time. Yeah. And then it's pure chaos. But I'm never, like, in the middle of reading something out loud. And then the bell, and the goes. bell goes. Like, that never happens. And then you have to shout, oh, read, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like, I would never shout that because I'll never do it anyway. No. Um, what else? I'm trying to think what else there is. I'm trying to think of what else I watch that is sort of... Not like, saying goodbye on the phone. Just hanging up? Yeah, and just like lifting up the phone and just starting talking. If yeah. your phone rings. Like, well, you, I, I mean, now that hello, like, you just know who it is. Now that there's call ID everywhere, I don't say hello like I'm questioning it anymore. Like if it's you don't my say mom. hello question mark, you say hello exclamation point. Yeah, because I know who's calling. Yeah. Right, but I still say hello. Because, or some version of hello. Yeah, or some sort of greeting, and then yeah, some sort of like closing, because that's because that's a normal human thing to do. No, but, like, agreed. But, like, every action movie, they're yeah. just like, <laughs> wee, 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 wee. That's my phone ringing. <laughs> okay. And then they're like, 
the package didn't make it? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who are you talking to? Like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get that either. And I don't know if it's, like, if that's just a movie thing to, like, you know, save time. You think it's less badass to be like, hello? Steven? Oh, no, David. Sorry. Got it. What's the deal with the package? (laughs) Yeah, it probably. Probably a little bit less badass, yes. But yeah, those kind of things I find, like, really, I don't know, really weird. But then then it becomes sort of this, like, you see it on TV and it's kind of, like, normalized or whatever. And then that's not how people actually act. No, not at all. I'm also saying people's names in conversations. Okay. So, if you've ever watched any, like, TV series, especially, for any length of time, you'll notice that, like, characters will say each other's names in conversation so often. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried that at work, <laughs> just for fun. We lasted approximately, f- like, 40 minutes. It was, it, was at, it was at lunchtime, and it was too much. We just, we couldn't, we just couldn't do it, because it's so awkward and unnatural. To always say the person's name. To con- like, Megan, to continually say that I'm talking to you, Megan? Yeah. Like, Kelsey, have you ever heard that, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's it's such an odd thing, and I don't know if that's, like, a, a thing on, on TV or in movies to get us to remember who the characters are. Like, I don't know oh, what it is. Oh, for sure. I think so, yeah. But it's very, very annoying. Because it's not realistic at all. No, not at all. And also, like... Like, if you're talking about someone, that's different. For sure. But when you're talking to the person, why would you say their name? They know who they are. You know who they are. Move on. Well, I only say it, like, to make fun of people. Like, Megan? (laughs) Yes, yeah. Or, like, when I sent you that thing, the Taylor Hall thing, and you, like, you know, shouted my name. I get it. I understand. (laughs) Um, Yes. But yeah, you would never, we couldn't carry on a conversation saying each other's names as often as you hear it in the movies. Oh, also, I got another one. Apparently these are just like flying out at me now. Um, two people meet, it's a meet cute, you know, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, what are you doing later? Do you have dinner plans? She's like, no, I'm free. And they're like, cool, meet you at eight. Where? <laughs> it's just. And how did, what happens if you're going to be late? Like, did you get their number? I don't understand the intricacies of this conversation. Also, that's so late for dinner. Well. That would be, like, my second dinner. No, not if you don't eat breakfast until, like, fucking nine o'clock, like all these people who apparently have real jobs. They probably don't eat lunch till like, two. And then, you know, dinner, eight o'clock. I can see it happening. Okay. That, if, in that universe, yes. In that universe where everyone has time for brunch with their friends every day. Yeah. Also, just on that <laughs> note, how do people have the money to eat out every day? Oh, yeah, for sure. That shit is expensive. Oh, absolutely. You're spending like 30 bucks. Nah, 20 to 30 bucks on a, like a really good brunch. Yeah. Plus, like, that includes like coffee and... Yeah, I don't know how you're doing it, man. Yeah, like, I, for breakfast, I usually make, like, overnight oats, which is, like, yogurt and milk and oats and then whatever I put in them. Mm-hmm. So my breakfast for a week probably ends up costing about 10 bucks. 
Yeah, that's how you do it, man. And that's with buying, like, and that's, like, paying money for yogurt that's never on sale. So, like, that's <laughs> ten bucks for breakfast for five yeah, days. Yeah, that's, that's paying for dairy in Canada. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it just, like, things, I don't understand that, like, and how people just always have time. And it always seems that everyone's schedules, like, meet up all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's easy for people to meet up for like drinks after work or brunch or whatever it is. Whereas, like, I always think about that John Mulaney bit where he's like, "Oh, tomorrow's no good. How about Wednesday?" Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I feel is very common. Oh, for sure, and it's just that over and over and over until what does he say? Till you die or something? Yeah, pretty like much. That. Like my friend Erin and I, we I've seen her a bit this summer. She was gone for most of July, and then like we've she's come to trivia a couple times um, since she's been back. But before that, I don't think I'd seen her since, like, the end of May. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we live, like, we live, like, ten minutes apart. Like, it's not like we live far apart. It's not like we, you know, have both been traveling or whatever. It's just, like, our lives have been busy and we haven't been able to meet up. Whereas, like, if you watch a movie, any kind of, like, rom-com, everyone meets their friends, like, every day. Yeah. And, uh, every day. Like... What? How? And how do you only have these people in your life? Yeah, like, how do you only have, like, four friends? Yeah, like, your social circle is so small, and yet you see them every day, all day. Yeah. Yeah, like, you go, that and then something, like, you work with them, and then... Yeah, it's it's a and lot. And then they just fucking walk into your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, just come on, come on in. So this summer, I've had, there have been... Th- three people who aren't me inside my house my parents came (laughs) over for dinner and one of my friends from work came over and we watched the finale of the bachelorette there you go and that's it that's it that's all you need and nobody walked into my house (laughs) yeah i do (laughs) yeah but i was in the door before you because i know you're coming (laughs) that's true it's always it's like that surprise visit where also does no one ever lock their doors that's another thing in the movie like no one ever locks their door yeah, well, like, a New York apartment, you're telling me you're not fucking locking your door. I'm, Bullshit. I mean, sometimes I don't lock my door because I forget, but it's not an intentional thing. It's not for the cameras, it's like, I just forget to lock the door. <laughs> for the cameras? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, no, but, like, on TV or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's not... Because it, it's inconvenient for them to spend time, and I get it from, like, a, a, a cinematic point of view. It's inconvenient yes. to show the person locking the door. But the problem is that then sometimes they don't lock the door and then like the next scene someone tries to come in and the door's locked and you're like, but you Wait didn't lock minute. the door. This is a continuity error. Another thing that doesn't happen in real life. Continuity errors. Montages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but imagine if they did. <laughs> Oh man! Can you can you That'd imagine? That'd be so great. Okay, so here, now here's a here's a question that's semi-related to this conversation. In the movie of your life, what's the song playing over your montage? Oh, I always said that like my the montage would be me bumping over thing or bumping into things and falling over, and the song would be my inner ninja. <laughs> I've said that for years. That's what would happen. That's amazing. 
like just I fell over today at the dog park just like fell over did you fall over because your dog knocked you over or did you just no fall over? he wasn't even he was it was off leash he wasn't even near me I just like fell over oh. now that I've asked yeah. the question I don't know if I have an answer to that question yeah I was gonna say like what um <laughs> I don't know it let's be real it'd be Celine Dion it would not be <laughs> Might, well, maybe it would be. I think it would be. But what song? I don't know now. She's got so many to pick from. It's the power of love, but it's you just slowly spinning in a room full of books. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I think that's great. welcome <laughs> i mean really um yeah that's that's good that's good okay so when i die you need to somehow make that happen that's your responsibility well by the time you die because i think you're gonna live forever it'll be like the futurama heads in a bucket thing so you can just like organize it yourself <laughs> okay. All right, fine. okay fine i suppose that's fine <laughs> There's absolutely nothing I want less than to have to arrange a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is, now that I'm thinking about that, I remember reading this article. Um, actually, no, I want to back up because I was just thinking about now that you've said books. Um, you know in the movie Unfaithful? Have you ever seen that? With Richard Gere and Dan Landon. I have not. So, the dude that she, like, has the affair with, spoiler alert, here's a 17-year-old movie's plot. Um, <laughs> so, it's not spoilers at all. Um, the apartment of the dude that she has the affair with is, like, stunning. It's this loft apartment, so it's got, like, the elevator that just goes up into his loft, or whatever, with the weird elevator doors. You know what I mean. Uh, right, And yeah. then she walks in, and it's just, like, books just everywhere. And he's an artist of some kind, and it's like, there's no possible fucking way that he has that many books. But anyway, and has the money for this, like, beautiful apartment. Like, there's just no possible way. Yes, for sure. Um, and so, like, I always find that when you watch something, like, the decor inside people's homes, uh, it's it's designed to be, like, I'm trying to think of the right sort of aspirational <laughs> no 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 i'm just it's design. it's like it's like the idealized version of you know of, of what someone thought when they were a kid that like you know right an artist's apartment would look like or um like artists always live in the one room lofts with the exposed brick and the yeah high beams and there's a fucking swing in one corner and there's a canvas in the other corner like that shit yeah yeah, stuff like that, absolutely. Um, and so, the, but yeah, I was just thinking about all of the books. Um, and then I remember reading this article about this, like, this this girl, this woman wrote about her father and the piles of books in his apartment. Uh, and I was like, man, I would just die under a pile of books if that was my apartment. That would be great. What a way to go. Yeah, what a way to go. <laughs> she died doing what she loved. Reading. <laughs> no, reshelving her books. <laughs> That's clearly <laughs> what it would be, and the shelf would just fall over on top of me, <laughs> and I would just stay there forever, and no one would know because no one ever comes to my house. Yeah, that's true. Ah, oh, I'm in. 
Um, anything else about the, the TV movies or that expectation? Yeah, there's lots. I just feel like maybe they're a bit too granular. Oh, there's a good word. Oh, thank you. It's my only good word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how I told you I couldn't figure out how to say Shaw and Hobbs and I was saying, what was I saying? Shobs and ha. Shobs and ha. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Um, which is something we'll talk about next time, because you're going to try and go see it. Yeah, I'm going to try to go this week sometime. Um, all I will say, I went on Thursday night, we went to a movie theater that has recliners. Yeah. Not like the VIP, just like the one Regular in, recliners. in Albert. Oh man, it has ruined me for all of the movie theaters now. I know. It was the best. The crazy thing about Calgary is, like, that seems to be the standard. I haven't been to a movie, and I've been to movie theaters kind of, like, all over the city where there isn't recliners. I what I like really two things about the experience. One, I didn't I don't like having to pay the VIP prices to, like, sit in the recliner, so it was nice that it was, because we went to St. Albert, so it was, like, 13 bucks. Um, yeah. Is we, that at the Landmark yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah, because I was at Reva's house helping her build um, a pantry. And then she lives just off St. Albert Trail. So we went. Right. Just went to St. Albert because it made the most sense. Um, and we'd gone to see uh, Toy Story on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then we saw Hobbs and Shaw on Thursday. And then we're going to go see The Lion King next week sometime. Gotcha. That's our last summer movie that we need to go see. Um, but it was, so we only paid the 13 bucks, which was nice. Um, but I like that there's fewer people in the theater because the chairs are bigger. Oh, yeah. That's the thing I think I like the best. It's cozier. Yeah, and then you've got a little bit more space. And it was funny because, like, there was people who had, like, their blankets and stuff and whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's hilarious. I think that's an awesome way to do it. Um, what bugs me, though, is that I'm just looking at, like, when I can see Hobbs and Shaw. I'm hoping to go on Tuesday. But you can only see it in AVX. Oh, see, here <sighs> it's not in AVX. Uh, I don't want to... This is a Calgary thing. I don't want to drive a half an hour to go to a fucking movie theater. Stupid Calgary. Oh, movies. Oh, yeah, and people at movie theaters and TV shows and shit are always arriving late. And somehow finding seats together right where they want to sit. In the middle, Mm -hmm. talking, and also, like, just getting up and leaving. That is Halfway true. through. That is true. That's annoying. That's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and then they just, just and then they, they suffer no consequences ever from like, you know, leaving late or everything just yeah, works zero. out all the time. All the time. Which Or as, like never having to wait in line to like go to a fancy dinner place. Or at the grocery store, or anywhere. Yeah. And if you do wait in line, that's where, like, the meet-cute happens, or... Yeah. Real life's not like that at all. No. All it is is just waiting in lines, <laughs> and waiting to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... You're not... I made myself laugh. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Toy Story? I would love to talk about Toy Story. Okay. 
You go first. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I didn't have the same um, emotional attachment to Bonnie that okay. we had to Andy, because at least Andy was, like, over three movies. Yeah. Right? And so I wasn't quite as, like, I wasn't quite as um, invested in her losing her toys, although I loved, I super fucking loved that her favorite toy was a plastic fork. That was, like, the best part. Forky was the best goddamn part of that movie, hands down. Hands down. Yeah, it was it was good. I I just I super 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 enjoyed for everything about Forky. I thought it was it was great. Um, but yeah, I, I so I didn't have that same kind of like emotional investment. But I liked how and I liked how Woody like you know did his best to to uh, you know help her get through that first orientation day at kindergarten, which was weird. Mm-hmm. That there was anyway that she thought the kindergarten was over, <laughs> but anyway. Um, I, like, but also, like, why was there essentially, like, one kid at each fucking table? No, there was more kids at... She was the only one sitting by herself. That was a bad teacher. I know. Teacher. I was like, exactly. Was I was like, what teacher. is that teacher doing? Yeah. I had the I had the very same thought. I was like, oh, come on, lady. That's absurd. Yeah. Like, you would never, especially if you're, uh, if you are, um, a kindergarten teacher, you would never ever, ever let a kid sit by themselves. No. But, like, how unobservant are the people in these movies? And yes, I realize it's a cartoon. But, like, how do they not fucking notice that the toys are not in the same place as you left them? And that, no, I didn't put Woody in my bag, but all of a sudden he's here. So, like, I just... Anyway, whatever. It's fine. See, that... That I'm okay with, because... I think we are, like, too busy with other bullshit to notice granular stuff like that. Like, for example, did I forget I was holding my glasses in my hand when I was looking for my glasses this morning? Yes. Yes. Did I forget one time that I couldn't find my phone and so was looking for my phone with the flashlight on my phone? Yes. Exactly. Well, you, Did but, I once put my car keys in the fridge? Yes. But you, <laughs> like, but you would think that over time, that you know, like those are kind of one-off things, right? But you would think that over time, you would start to be like, these fucking toys are moving. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, am I crazy or did I leave these toys somewhere else? Like, do you know how crazy that's? No, I understand these that. Things- but like, haven't you ever come These home? These fucking toys are moving. But haven't you ever come home where you're like, wait a second? No, like, never. No, you're like, wait a second. I definitely never. left that cabinet shut. Like, has that ever happened no. to you? No, never. The me noticing that it would have to be something huge. Like, wait a minute. Didn't I have a TV when I left this morning? <laughs> like, it would have to be huge for me to notice Well, and see, like, for me, I'm, I'm fairly particular about stuff, and par- probably partially it's just because I live by myself. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, I'm, and I, like, I try and walk myself, like, back through. I'm like, what did I do? No, I did that. I did that. No, I shut that door. I did that. Oh, did I forget to shut the garage door? And if I can't remember doing it, I don't believe it, right? 
Yes, that that I get. I've driven like ten minutes back home to make sure I like close the garage door. Um, but like, but I, I always find when I watch like the Toy Story stuff, like I always think it's interesting that no one. And how do the toys? This is the other thing. They have these like outside adventures. How are they never dirty? That's a good question. Right. Like, because now all of a sudden in Toy Story 4, when Bo comes back, she's, like, obviously been, like, living on the streets for a while, and she's, like, you know. She's also got, like, a fucking pantsuit. Yeah. With a snap-on skirt, which is amazing. Oh, my God. Um, amazing. And I was, like, oh, man, every dress should be like that. Yes. That would be incredible. Um, but, yeah, so the, she just shows up, and she's, like, she's got some, like, some wear and tear because she's been out on the street for a while, right? But, like, all mm. these other toys have these, like, outside adventures all the time, like, and I don't know. No one ever, no one ever seems to notice that they're dirty. Like I don't get it. Agreed. And also, like, what noises happens when they're like talking and screaming? Right. And are they? Do they breathe? Oh God, this is really this is a <laughs> this little is bit really too upsetting much. Now. Okay, so let's go back to the movie itself. Um, I didn't like I said I didn't have that emotional like attachment to Bonnie, so I didn't care quite as much. About her being sad about the toys. Um, mm-hmm. And that fucking doll in that shop was terrifying. Oh my God. I know. So scary. And those dummies were terrifying. So scary. Didn't like those at all. But then they, like, they weren't villains at all. Like, they didn't turn into big bats. Well, no, well, yeah, I think it's not like it's Sid from the first movie where it's just like, you need something really terrifying, but, or the fucking fire from the third movie. Right. Ugh. Um, <laughs> but this one, I think the villain is growing up, Megan. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's growing up and it's being alone. <laughs> like, it's really fucked up. Yeah. But I, d- I think that the voice actors, as usual, fucking hit it out of the park. Okay, so I couldn't figure out. I wasn't who Forky was. No, that was oh. that was a tough one. But it was. It took me a while to figure out that uh, it was Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. Because um, I was like, no, I know that voice, and then I was like, do I know that voice? And then I'm like, no, and then it. T- it was about halfway through. I was like, oh no, no, it's definitely, definitely Forky. Yeah, it took me forever to figure out that Tony Hale was Forky. God, it was so good. It was making me crazy. And my sister was like, it's Tony Hale. And I was like, oh. And everyone was like, shh. (laughs) (laughs) So the the other voice that I loved was uh, the Triceratops. Yes. Because it's Louise. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, man. So it was funny to me when the Triceratops was like... (laughs) Was being the voice of the, like, the chaos GPS. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just, everything just seemed to work and fit the way that it should. <laughs> I thought it was lovely. I know. Kristen Shaw's amazing. But how could we forget Duke Kaboom Canadian icon? Oh, it was, he was so good. <laughs> and I'd forgotten that he had voiced it. Like, I'd forgotten, because the movie came out so long ago, and all the press and stuff about it was so long ago, that I'd forgotten that, like, Duke Kaboom was even in it. Yeah. And then he showed up, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then he started talking, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Like, yes, I, Canada. <laughs> what a great line. Yeah. And to have, 
like just Keanu Reeves crush it. And I loved how little he was compared to the rest of them. He's so teeny tiny. And yet he's just gonna like fucking flip some sweet tricks. And he's got that goddamn like almost Fu Manchu Hulk Hogan situation. Mm -hmm. Just so great. Yeah, that was a pretty delightful character to to have. But it was it was really funny because I forgot that he was in it, and then when he started talking, it's like, oh yes, this is so good. John Wick's gonna fuck some shit up. <laughs> but then he just like fucking crashes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> great it was wonderful and see then- and that's what i think like made this movie enjoyable is because a lot of the like new toys are just so dumb oh there's yeah. no way that toys would be smart no how could they be that's true that's a good point so like of course they're just gonna try to do fucking sick tricks everywhere um i liked uh what were they ducky and I'll tell you. They just cracked bunny. Me Ducky and Bunny. Yeah. They were great. Like, I just thought they were so funny. And once it once it dawned on me that yes, that is Keen Field doing the voice, I was like, well, it all makes sense now. Um mm-hmm. But like they were just And I'm curious like how much of any of what they did was scripted. <laughs> <laughs> I would uh, guess approximately twenty seven percent. Yeah. Any more than that, I don't believe it at all. No, me neither. Um, but yeah, they were just, oh, they were funny. They were really, really funny. And I liked, at, like, even just, like, the goats being named yes. Billy Goat and Gruff, but being, like, girl goats, I thought was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, that was great. And I loved how um, Bo was just, like, out in the world just fucking crushing it. Mm-hmm. Just living her just, life. Just, like, living her life. Bo don't need no man. She's just like, she's living wild and free. She's in pants. Bo doesn't need a man, but then the right one came back, and then she was okay with it, which I loved. Yes. She chose. Yes. And that little, uh, and fucking Buzz is like in her voice. (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) I just loved it how, like, Woody kept introducing Forky, mm-hmm. and Forky would be like, I'm trash, and he kept trying to get into the garbage. I know, but when, every time Forky was like, I'm trash, I'm like, me too, Forky, me too. Yeah, exactly. Just like, Forky's our new mascot. Oh, for sure. And then at the end when they introduced like, the new one or whatever, whatever the, whatever her name was. I don't remember. Um... Yeah, it was, uh, it was very, it was enjoyable. Like, it was super entertaining, and I liked it at the end when Buzz, like, sort of gave Woody permission to, to go. Yeah. You know? Not that, but you know, like, not permission, but sort of made it okay for him to leave. Um, to go off on adventures. Because, like, Woody's always enjoyed the adventures, that's the thing. But he had that weird, like, loyalty towards his human. Yes, and I found that, like, Woody for the first three quarters of the movie was just fucking insufferable. Mm-hmm. Like, Woody, just fucking relax, my dude. Yep. Oh, it was knifey. Knifey. Was it knifey? Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture for right now. It's upsetting. 
Yeah, it was knifey. Um, oh, but yeah, it was it was a good movie. Like it was a good, fun, like summer kids movie. I thought. Oh yeah, I thought it was funny because like I went when I was in Saskatchewan with my sister and my two nieces, and all three of them were like bawling at the end, and I was just like, "What's up with you guys?" Like, <laughs> I didn't feel like it was particularly upsetting, but okay. Well, I think I think if you, I mean, I I got I caught like my I, my throat caught a little bit but I never actually started crying um but I think like if you look at it it's sort of like you know Woody and Buzz these like lifelong friends are now gonna be split up probably forever because Buzz is too fucking stupid to ever find anything anywhere but like that's growing up <laughs> I know and but then when you stop and think about that it sucks because you're like oh yeah that does happen in real life like, Buzz, yeah. to me, is, like, Hitchcock and Scully on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. And as he was pushing his, like, inner voice button, I was like, oh, yeah, that's 100% something those dum-dums would do. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. They're just, like... There was an episode, I can't remember what season it is, where Scully says something, he's like, I have a theory. Limousine and magazine come from the same word. <laughs> And Charles is like, you two are the dumbest people alive. Like, it's so funny. And, like, Charles isn't that smart. No. (laughs) No. So, like... Yeah. Wait, is Charles a detective? Yeah. How? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, It's a a great question. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, Amy, I get. Yeah. I kind of get... um, No, I get Rosa. Oh, for sure. Totally. Absolutely. I'm forgetting Andy's fucking name. Jake. Yeah. Jake I can kind of get, because he's like, he closes cases. You yeah, know? and he's smart enough to like, like he figures things out. He's, he gets like the details. Right? But yes. Yeah, like Hitchcock and Scully, I don't know how they managed it. Yeah, me neither. Well, you know what it's like to be a millennial in the world of boomers, Megan. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They and took one test. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They probably just failed upwards. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Toy Story was good. I liked it. It was fun. Wasn't my favorite of the four, that's for sure. No, it was... My favorite one is the second one. I really love Jesse. Yeah, the second one's really good. So the thing that I found, and again, this is like, it's an animated movie, and I realize the thing I'm about to say sounds insane, but like, <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> uh, what like carnival slash fair would a fucking RV be allowed to just drive onto the fairground and stay for a while? Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, there's no possible way. There's a lot of weird shit that happens that just is just like fine. Like, also <laughs> how they're driving the RV. Yes. With when Trixie's doing the brakes and shit is just like. <laughs> so dangerous Uh oh my god and also they'd be like fucking barfing their brains out i'd give you motion sickness for show oh absolutely absolutely but yeah that just like yeah it was funny because and every once in a while and this is the thing i think with like the the tv movie thing like every once in a while things like that take me out of what i'm watching Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, a and I know it's an animated movie, and I get that, but I'm like, wait a minute, there's no possible way. 
that that would have been allowed to happen. No, absolutely not. I do like um, the concept of, <laughs> like, just always having a toy be lost so that they can't, like, keep going on their road trip. Yeah. And just, like, how disruptive that is to everyone. And just being a kid, just be like, no, I'm not leaving without Forky. <laughs> I was like, you fucking go, kid. This road trip clearly fucking sucks, and you're just yeah. like, <laughs> yes. you're just raging, and I respect it. But and especially because it's not a toy; it's a fucking plastic fork. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like she, this is a toy that she got for her birthday or that someone, you know, gave her or that or whatever. Oh, for, yeah, but that's like that's so stereotypical of like you buy a kid or even a pet like a super fancy toy, and then all they want to fucking do is play with the box that it came in. Oh no, I no, I know. I just think it's funny that like the toy that was holding up the road trip wasn't the fucking cowboy. Yeah, that you would definitely notice was missing. It's the plastic fork that she made from trash. It's Actual got pipe trash cleaners in because it because he yeah. was in the trash. <laughs> And that's where he wants to be. Also, Forky is like evolution to sentience is a horror story. <laughs> <laughs> like, how upsetting was that for him? Yeah. No wonder. He was just like, no, this world is too scary. Just put me back in the dark box. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was it was a bit of a trip. Poor Forky. Now I know why he's. Now I know why he's uh, wanting to go back into. Oh yeah, we've always garbage. known. Yeah, I thought that Forky would be a good mascot for us. Yeah, me too. I'm already like finding a good photo for him for the episode. <laughs> Is that what we're gonna call it? The one with Forky. <laughs> Possibly. Problem solved. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Well, I do, just to, like, wrap that up, I did see a kit at the Disney store when I was there, just, like, always looking for things to buy my nieces. Uh, it was a kit to make a Forky, and it was, like, $40. So, if you want to know, like, how capitalism is, is destroying all of society, that's a big part of it. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, yeah, here it is. I'm going to open it up. It's on Amazon, too. It is $27.49 on Amazon.com. Disney Toy Story 4 Forky Creative Set. Okay, hold on. Make up. your own... You need what? a... You need, like, one of those big, like, like a tongue depressor, because his feet were kind of fat. You need a fork. You need some googly eyes. And a, and a pipe cleaner. And that's yeah. going to cost you $27? Yeah, well, at least on... Well, that's on Amazon. I'm sure it's more expensive from the actual Disney store. Fuck capitalism forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus. <laughs> and that's so fucked that, like, you can buy action figures of a plastic fork. You can buy Duke Kaboom and Forky for twenty two ninety five on Amazon.ca. Yeah. But, like, together. Together. Yeah. That's a better deal. It's a great deal, except you don't get the joy of making Forky on your own, I guess. But also, like, is it really Forky if it looks exactly like the Toy Story Forky? 
Do you know what's really funny about Forky is that that rendition of any kind of craft or whatever is 100% what adult me would make. (laughs) (laughs) That's how good I am at that kind of stuff. I never noticed that, like, the way the pipe cleaner, like, crosses the fork is kind of like a bow tie. It's quite adorable. So you can get a a you can get a Funko Pop. I'm now I'm just looking on Amazon at all of the Forky. There's a Forky freewheeling talking action figure. What? I got a True Talkers Forky figure. Oh my god. None of these fucking words make any sense anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you can get a like a Funko Pop of it. Um, which costs $29. You can yeah, get a Funko sh- uh, Sheriff Woody holding the Forky. Oh, wow. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> and you can also get a bow with Officer McDimples! She was pretty Officer great. McDimples. The little tiny, like, Polly Pocket-esque. Oh, she yeah, was- she was the best. <laughs> I loved her. Loved her. Because she like, was just like, um, who's the guy? <laughs> I like that she just, like, appeared out of nowhere at all times. <laughs> like, she was just yeah. like, there I am. <laughs> oh my god, her first name was Giggle. Did you know that? Yes. She's amazing. Officer McDimples. <laughs> she was very good. She loved was. her aviators and, like, her business demeanor. Yeah, she was great. And her, like, sweet flips. Yeah, she was awesome. Oh, don't you just... Were you ever a Polly Pockets girl? Uh, I feel like you know the answer to that question. That's a big old nope. That's a big old nope. I think my mom wanted me to be one. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, just like... no, that's... It's not that it's funny. It's just that it's... It rings very true. Yeah, like, I <laughs> just think there's society. a lot of things my mom wanted me to be that I just never ended up being. Yes. Of course. And into lots of girly things as one of those things. I did have lots of Barbies, though. I played dolls all the time. Did you have, like, a favorite one? Not really. Did you ever just, like, go crazy in the bathtub and cut all their hair off? No, I only ever played with them in the basement. But, like, also... Barbie was always, like, a fucking doctor or, like, a dentist or, like, a lawyer or a librarian sometimes. She was, she was never just, like, a Barbie, you know what I mean? See, this is what it was like growing up with a sibling who's four years older than you because me and my sister would always make Barbie fight other Barbies. (laughs) (laughs) And just, like, throw them down the stairs and, like... Just, just torture those fucking pieces of shit. Yes, yeah, you. When you're by yourself, uh, you just have to learn how to play by yeah. yourself. And I don't remember. I never. I mean, I used to pop the heads off the Barbies all the time, but then you put them back on. Um, but I you do, weren't like. I do you remember like, in the remember basement. There was a there was a point in time where like my Barbie's arms were all on backwards, like all of them. Oh, that's disturbing. (laughs) But (laughs) this is what I imagine your play is like in the basement with your lawyer Barbie. Is that (laughs) like sitting at a little, you know, the little table that comes in pizza boxes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all sitting. That's the conference table. And they're like, Shirley, I can't believe you lost the Reebok account. (laughs) 
Oh, that's funny. <sighs> You're not making partner. That's it. <laughs> but Just yeah. like office drama. But yeah, I, I never, no, Polly Pocket was not a thing. My mom tried to make it a thing, but I did not. I loved those little things. Yeah, now I'm, just thinking, now I'm just thinking about being, like, a disappointment to my mom. So here we are. Um. Here we are. It's a Sunday afternoon. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I don't know. Though, And it's funny, too. I thought the Toy Story 3. I like Toy Story 2 the best as well, but I like Toy Story 3, the ending of it. That's the one that caught me, like, emotionally. Oh, yeah, everybody that, cried their eyes out at that one. Right, that whole, like, moving away, getting rid of your stuff from your childhood and mm-hmm. and whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Sucks so much. Um, but, yeah, this one, I don't know, this one was more fun because of the toys than, like, the actual human part of the story, for sure, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it was, like, there was a lot of funny stuff, whereas I felt like the third one was just, like, ugh. It's like so dramatic and emotional. It was very dramatic. Too dramatic. Um, anything else? Um, like to talk about? Mm-hmm. Just in general? Or about the movie? Either or. Um, well, I wanted to tell you about a book that I read. I would love to hear about a book that you read. And it was a, this is, I asked you if you'd ever read The Velveteen Rabbit. Yes, I have read The Velveteen Rabbit. I don't think I have. Um, But this book that I read was called The Velveteen Daughter. Okay. And it was like a um, semi-fictionalized, what's the book called where it's in like, almost like letters, but not... Whatever that word is for the format of books. Yes, thank you. It's kind of like that where it's written from the perspective of the woman who wrote The Velveteen Rabbit, Marjorie Williams, and her daughter, um, Pamela Bianca, or Bianco, who was a famous child prodigy as an artist. And it was really interesting because... It was difficult to read, not because it was like a difficult book, but because it had a mixing of timelines in it. And also because the um, the daughter, Pamela, suffered from mental illness. And I just found it fascinating as someone like who is medicated for mental illness to be like, oh, this, <laughs> they're in a shame spiral right now. And okay, this person or Pamela, like these are her triggers and now she's having a panic attack about this. And it's just like, <laughs> so it was really interesting to like have that clinical look and just be like, oh, these are the symptoms of like how it happens to someone else. And just really frustrating to be like, oh, they don't know. Like, this is in 1921. Like, they have no idea how to process all of this. Right. And sure, there's institutionalization, but it's just like, that's not going to do much for you then. 
Um, so I found it really fascinating as a like look into how, because a lot of the time it, when Pamela is like, oh, I, all, I can't stop pacing and I don't know why. And I was like, well, you do know why. <laughs> you just told me why. Because, you know, this person who you're in love with is getting engaged and you can't stop thinking about it and you're obsessed and you don't care that he's getting engaged because you said he's going to be yours forever and ever. Like, <laughs> you know why, mm-hmm. but you also don't know why. And I found that really fascinating to, like, really be inside her head and then also see it through her mother's eyes and just, like, how she's just, like, I have no idea how to help her and, like, the struggle it is to deal with someone who, like, isn't medicated and can't process and can't, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, can't... Like, self-manage. It's not the word. Like, doesn't have enough coping strategies. Right. To, like, function normally. Mm -hmm. So it was just really fascinating. It was a short read, but I found myself just, like, um really fascinated by by Pamela Bianco and like I was just like I've never heard of this she was like 14 in 1921 and she was like one of the most famous people on earth and like the Vanderbilts brought her to New York and were like we're gonna essentially fund you for a year like it was it was crazy so I was like it took me on a nice little google run to be like what what was her art how was it so fucking good and like the art deco period so that was just really neat and it was also of course very sad but yeah also very interesting well that's good um i read last week no yeah i guess it's sunday it's a new week um i read a book called i owe you one by sophie kinsella because mm-hmm. um, i read lots of like heavy stuff and every once in a while you just need something that's not quite so depressing and oh sad. yeah you know how it goes that's why I'm not reading Washington Black right now, even though it's sitting in my wait list on my <laughs> Libby app, because <laughs> I just read The Velveteen Daughter. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Uh, and so I actually ended up loaning this book to my friend Nicole, because she just read, uh, I can't remember the book, she gave it to me um, to read, and it's sitting on my counter, because I'm not sure if I'm ready for like that kind of heavy reading just yet. Because mm-hmm. it's about the Salem Witch Trials. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, and I can't remember. Anyway, it's on my counter, but it's too far away to go look. Um, and anyway, so, and she's like, it was, "Is it fiction?" Yes. Okay, I th- I can see the cover. I think I know what you're talking about. She's, but it's like super, super heavy and whatever. And I was like, "Yeah, whatever." So I gave her this other book, and she's like, "Oh, it's just what I needed after like reading that that book." So it was about this this girl who her I don't know what her real name actually is. I think it mentions it a couple times in the book, but I don't know for sure. Um for when ever since she was a kid she goes by the name fixie like pixie but with an f that's how it's spelled um and she's that kind of person and it 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 works really well because she's the kind of person who wants to fix everything all the time like she will like she's the kind of person who would come into your house and like straighten up the stuff because it would be you know like that she's that kind of person so she'd be really fucking annoying um like because it's a compulsion yes she, okay. And then she talks about it a little bit at the beginning about, like, how she, like, she f- she can feel the impulse when she, like, needs, when something needs fixing. Coming when something needs to be organized or cleaned or whatever. Yeah, but it also extends into, like, trying to fix, like, relationships and trying to fix, 
you know, behaviors gotcha. of people. And, like, so she's that kind of person who looks for... Um, she's Jane Austen's Emma. <laughs> <laughs> she, well, yeah, I guess a little bit, perhaps. Um, and so in the story, they, her and her family, they run this, this shop. That sounds like kind of like a... I don't really know what kind of store you would classify it as. It's kind of like a catch-all sort of thing. It's a little bit of hardware stuff, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, it's and like a her, corner store. Kind of, yeah. Uh, and it's in London, obviously. And her dad, her dad, it was his store, and then he passed away however many years ago. Um, and so he's... Uh, they're trying to, like... They're, they're trying to sort of carry this on. And mom's in charge, and she's got this brother and this sister. And the sister wants to be, like a yoga teacher and the brother's like studying uh to get an mba and so she's kind of in charge of running the store and she ends up saving this dude's laptop in a coffee shop because the roof is leaking and she like he asked her to watch it and he like, goes to take a phone call outside and then the water like comes crashing down so she like protects his laptop from getting soaked and mm-hmm. so he says that he owes her and that's how, kind of how this starts um and it was, like, it was delightful. Like, the whole book was great. And you could tell, like, right from the very beginning that she and this dude were going to end up together. Um, but it took a very long time to get to that point because she was infatuated with this boy from her past named Ryan. And because his name is Ryan, you know he's a real dick. Oh, um, no. And it was just, it was great. And she, like, but watching her, like, go through this, realizing that she doesn't actually need to fix everything all of the time and that maybe she should fix herself first was, like, kind of a nice <laughs> little, nice little realization. Yeah. Um, but it was like a nice light kind of read and you knew that at the end it was going to be fine. Somehow, right? Mm-hmm. That everyone was going to be sort of like semi-happy, but it was like a nice little it was a nice little thing. A nice little it. like palate cleanser. Yeah. Like some some sorbet between meals. Yeah, cuz you know, the, there comes a point in time where it's just too much. Oh, for sure it is too much. And we've talked about this before and I like to read books like that. Um, because they are light and fluffy, but I like to read the other stuff because, like, it's something to really sink into, uh, and partially because I read so fast that, like, it helps me not read quite as fast, because I got to do some thinking about what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in doing that, I'm always just like, oh, this is so depressing. Everything's always so depressing. I know. I tried to start reading, um, in, in that vein. Um, do you know the TV show Poldark? Yeah. I tried to start reading the first book. I literally got 20% of the way in. And I was like, I fucking hate this. Like, Uh it was so joyless. There was, like, nothing interesting or, like, anything to get attached to with the main character. Where I was just like, fuck, no thanks. And, like, straight up returned it. Interesting. it's so fucking depressing when you've got something when you're like, okay, I know people are obsessed with this book. I've heard this show is fantastic. And then it's just like so heavy that you're like, ah, oh, but what am I getting out of this? Nothing. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Well, and that's the thing too. Like I'm, I'm at the point now where you, uh, where you're like, you don't, don't read things that suck. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was even to the point where it would, like, talk about a different character for a chapter, and I would pull a Megan and not read every word. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would just, like, scan ahead. Okay, okay, okay. I don't like you, so I don't really care about what you're doing in the story. And then I was essentially doing that for everything. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) there you go. Bye-bye. And that's okay. Yeah. 
That is a okay. Anything Don't waste else? your time on bad books. No, I I used to. I used to feel sort of obligated sometimes to like finish them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some books that I've read. Um, sorry, I just saw this thing on Twitter. I need to read this to you. This is Low Tide. He says, I'm watching this movie, White House Down. I haven't seen this before. Early on, this guy knocks on apartment 203 and the door is answered. He enters and doesn't close the door. They talk for some time, two minutes maybe, and no one closes the door. Bothersome. Oh my god, so timely. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Thank you. Um, yeah, I used to feel, like, kind of obligated to finish books. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, especially if they were, it was, uh, like, someone gave me a book. I'd always feel like I should finish it, but now they just give me gift receipts, and I'm like, yeah, I didn't like it, so I'll take it back. Um, but... I know you're so smart that way, I never do that. But now, I think, like, I've read some books, like, I've read Ulysses, for example, by James Joyce. Um... And I read it while I was in Dublin, and that, I think, made it a little bit easier. Well, that makes sense. Um, but, like, fuck me, that book is hard to read. (laughs) I read Cloud Atlas also. Ooh. Uh, I didn't hate the movie. Um, but the book was, like, it was a real, it was, it was a real challenge. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Uh, and so, like, I'll, I'll read sometimes books like that, just sort of out of, out of a curiosity to see if I'll be able to finish it. Um, mm-hmm. I have not successfully read anything by David Foster Wallace, nor do I want to. Um, I've tried to do that with A Tale of Two Cities, oh god, 15 times. Oh, I love A Tale of Two Cities. I can't, I cannot get through the first chapter, which I, is all about a carriage trudging through the mud. Yeah, I know. But then I think about Great Expectations and Mrs. Joe violently buttering bread, so, you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, no, I, uh... Oh, I love A Tale of Two Cities. I think it's the greatest one. I think it might be my favorite book by Dickens. Um, but it's not for everybody, right? And and that's the thing. That took me a long time to get to that point where I could, like, say that and be like, yeah, no, it's just the stuff that I love. Uh, I guess other people don't like it, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm now at the point where, like, if I'm going to spend the time reading, I'm going to spend time reading stuff that I want to read. 100%. Can I, can I do a hard segue from stuff... You yeah. might like and other people don't, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> to a list. I like lists. And this is from Gizmodo. Okay. And this person, Danielle Steinberg, has ranked the hottest Disney villains. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm in. Okay. So, some of these are quite deep cuts, and I was like, I don't even know if I remember this. But number 16, first of all, I want to know who your hottest villain is from Disney movies. I got to think about that for a minute. Okay. I don't know. Hades. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, uh, you're the worst. Well, I'll start the list and then maybe it'll yeah, prompt that'll, something that'll maybe work. Okay, number 16, she ranked Sir Hiss from Robin Hood. Okay. And she said, you know why, don't make me say it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, number 15, there's a cute little lamb called Bellwether from Zootopia. Okay. I don't remember that movie at all, so I've okay. never seen Zootopia, so. Uh, number 14 is Yzma from Emperor's New Groove. Okay. Uh, number 13, she's got Tide, uh, Lady Tremaine. From Cinderella and the Evil Queen from Snow White. Okay. Both of them are just, like, 
big on eyeshadow and lipstick, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a strong look. Uh, number twelve is Clayton from Tarzan. Okay. Number eleven is Ursula. Okay. Ten is Hades. Okay. Nine is Shan Yu from Mulan. Okay. And her caption is more like Attila the Honey. Which I enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) That really got you. That's amazing. (laughs) Okay, sorry, carry on. Oh, that really tickled you. Um, Number eight is Cruella DeVille. Number seven is Captain Hook. (laughs) Number six is John Smith, Pocahontas' real villain. (laughs) (laughs) And it says, John Smith was colonialist scum, but he was hot. He was, it's true. Five is Gaston. Okay. Four is Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. Okay. Three is Maleficent. Okay. Maleficent? Sure. Malef- Mal- I think it's Maleficent. Maleficent? Yeah. Um, number two is Scar. Okay. And they have number one as Jafar. Wrong. <laughs> Fake <laughs> fucking news. Is what that can is. I just can I just read the description because it's extremely good? Yeah. It says, Janir Jafar, wherever you are, he's tall, ambitious, stylist, and his beard is so twisted. (laughs) I think it might be Scar. I do agree that John Smith is a villain for sure. Okay, so here's the thing. I was, as you said, Gaston, I was like, no, he's too bulky and muscular. I was like, he's just The Rock. But but The Rock is, like, charming and stuff. Whereas Gaston's just a disaster of a person. People think Gaston is charming. Those three twins, triplets, think he's in different shades. Those three twins, triplets. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I guess that means there's six of them, doesn't it? <laughs> um, oh, the John Smith one, that that just cuts deep. That's <laughs> that's real good. But how, in what fucking world is Captain Hook ahead of Ursula? I know. I think it's Ursula. You think she's the hottest villain? I think so. She's just got, well, okay, let's, let's hear justification. So I just, like, she, she takes her time and like, you know, you know, she changes into, uh, the hot girl for like five minutes to seduce, um, what's The prince or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, fuck this noise. She's like, I love myself as I am. I love it. It's great. And she knows she's hot. Like, she knows she's got everything that she needs. That's true. And she's, she's like, she's got a good look going. Like, yeah, her look I'm sorry, is working like, for her. Captain Hook's nose, no thanks. Absolutely no it's thanks. It's a big old no. 
Uh, same with the dude from The Princess and the Frog, also. Yeah, he's got, like, I don't know if it's the mustache or what it is, but it's like, I don't want to meet you in an alley somewhere. No, no thanks. And, and Jafar's just a big old no. Like, that's, I mean, like, if you're going to put anyone up there, you're going to put Gaston near the top of that list. Yeah. Right. What about Scar? You don't agree with Scar? I mean, kind of. If his voice was Daniel Day-Lewis instead of Jeremy Irons, <laughs> would you well, agree? That's a, that's a different conversation now, isn't it? <laughs> um, who else could voice that where I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I think Daniel Day-Lewis is not a bad option on that one, to be perfectly honest. Um, Who is it in the new one? Is it Idris? I think so. Oh, actually, I don't know. I shouldn't lie. The lion. It might be. I think it might be. That was just like a fucking guess. I just want Idris to be in everything. Uh, He should be in everything. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, no. Chibatel Ejiofor. Yeah. Uh, That's also good. Um, my favorite, my, I think my fucking favorite voice cast in this whole thing is John Oliver. Just like, Zazu? Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, I've heard that, um. Here's what he says, though. He's like, I think Zazu is basically a bird who likes structure. He just wants things to be as they should be. I think there are British echoes there because we tend to favor structure in lieu of having an emotional reaction to anything. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they fucking love to queue up in a line, that's for sure. Yep. I've heard that Billy Eichner as Timon is hysterical. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I heard, I saw an interview with him where he talked about uh, how when they were doing Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Mm-hmm. They realized, that, like him and Seth Rogen realized that they had to like sing on a track with Beyonce. <laughs> oh my god! And there, and he was just like clearly, he's like clearly that was my time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, can yeah. you imagine the pressure? Oh yeah, no, no. At least like Nathan Lane can sing. Yeah, you know, like even uh-huh. though he was Timon, he was he's still like a Broadway star. He can yeah. sing. But, like, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen, hey, yeah, 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 I don't know if I want that in my earbuds. Oh, did you know that Donald Glover is Simba? I did not know that. I did know that, yes. I don't know why I didn't know that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't agree with that list. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just don't agree with that list. That's okay. That's why the internet exists. Jafar, did you see the category? I looked. At, I looked it up. Did you see the category that, that this list is filed to? No. Hottie with an animated body. <laughs> okay, I am clicking. Yeah. That. Is there is there anything else? No, it's the only one. Oh, oh too bad. That's such a body with an animated body is so good. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> Attila the honey. That's really funny. <laughs> oh, it's man. so incongruous to like everything that movie's yeah. about. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's really, really funny. Um, yeah, that's uh, that was the list, all right. Whew. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I don't have any. I've got a few questions, though. Okay, is there one from Tyler saying, what are we recording? No, I don't think so. And if there is, I'm going to find where he lives and firebomb his house. <laughs> Tyler's just... been firebombed recently, and it's about the ending of Veronica Mars, so he's been through enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep-cut spoiler for all you Veronica Mars season four fans. <laughs> it serves him right. Um... Oh no, his question was why. Because, Tyler, if you don't want to listen anymore, well, you know. <laughs> Tara wants to know, if you could choose one HGTV personality to renovate your house, who would you choose and why? Oh. My answer is Joanna Gaines, but without her husband, because he's annoying. She's got extremely good taste. Yeah. And, um... I, think, and I think that all of her stuff, whenever she designs anything... It's almost always for families, and so she thinks about things in, like, practical terms as well, not yeah. just what looks good. Agreed. I'm trying to find the guy. Oh, there he is. He looks like a dad. What's his name? Um, what's your name? No, not Brian Balmer. Scott McGilvery. I like him. Yeah, he's good. I like him too. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I would say I would say Joanna Gaines because I like her style a lot. That's totally. And legit. she's like, and she's always good at all this. Everything I've ever watched, she's always good with like finding storage for stuff without it looking like storage. Yes. Which I think is super important. Also, you've been to my house, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it looks like. Uh, and we have three questions from Mike. Oh, no. Have you ever noticed, this is probably a question for you because you live in the Calgary now. Have you ever noticed that the Devon High Rise in Calgary looks exactly like Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard? No. I'm going to be in Calgary on the weekend, so I'll, if I have some time, I will go do some exploring. <gasps> what? You're going to be here on the weekend? You didn't tell me? Uh, it's just a, I got football. It's, it's going to be super busy. Oh, once we're done recording, we'll talk. Don't worry. Okay. Um, as a fan of Team Chaos, what are three things that should happen in the NHL this year? Oh, um, well, ugh, gritty sexual assault scandal. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, no. number one on my list. <laughs> your turn <laughs> uh, I was just gonna be like I don't know I'm trying to I gotta what should happen or what will happen because those are two very different things but team chaos so it's not just like reality it's chaos <laughs> you have to lean into the chaos aspect well if I have to lean into the chaos the New Jersey Devils win the Stanley Cup in game 7 in Edmonton love it that would just be, and then, and then Andy Green can pass that cup to Taylor Hall, who can then pass it to P.K. Subban. <laughs> um, just, that who would can be... pass it to Game 7 MVP, Miles Wood. 
Oh, God, that would be great. Who will then pass it to Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who got traded to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for, I don't know, a bag of pucks, because Ray Shearer was a fucking genius. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Okay. I think that's three things. We got it. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. I feel like that would just encompass everything. I would also feel like for maximum chaos, just as things go i'd like mitch marner to sign a really big contract mm-hmm. and then get hurt in game one not that <laughs> i really want him to get hurt but like you know what i mean yeah just that just whole, for like, the irony yeah just ev- everything that kind of goes with it i would like to see that happen right um because suck it toronto i guess i don't know i don't have that like same hatred of them as other people do but um i just think it'd be funny I agree. More than anything. Uh, and the last question from Mike is official ranking of Edmonton malls. I like this question. It's a good one. Mm. Uh, they're all garbage. <laughs> um, I like Southgate the best because it's closest to my house and it's never so busy that like I want to murder people. Yeah. Southgate is a good like a get in, get out. It's got a safe way in it. Yeah, That's there's, super there's, a, handy. there's a Starbucks, there's a Safeway, yes. there's a decent food court, there's a Lego store. Yeah. So how do you go wrong with a Lego store? There's a Crate and Barrel where you can just fantasy shop. Yeah, and then go to Ikea to buy the things you can actually afford. Exactly. Um, I, I think Southgate is my number one. And it's also open like till nine on the weeknights, which is good. Because I really like the city center mall, except it's only open till six. Oh, yeah. So that's Not much you can do there. I feel like Kingsway's probably pretty good. I haven't been there since they did all the renovations and stuff. It's okay. But it I feel just like, like it's improved. It just doesn't have anything different from Southgate. Does it still have the Disney store? I don't know. Because it used to. It has to. the Oilers store. <laughs> oh, who wants that? Kingsway Let's see. Um, and then I think... I would. I assume people like West Edmonton Mall. I was there. I went to see a movie there a couple of weeks ago, and it was just stressful. It is. And it yeah. wasn't even that busy. Like, I found parking right outside the movie theater in the middle of the afternoon. So, like, it wasn't even all that busy. And I was well, just Well, you know out. why? It's because the transit center is right there. But I was just So stre- kids just get fucking bussed into that That's place. That's true. I was just stressed out by all of it, just being there. Yeah. I know. Like, I go, if I have to, I'll go, like, before Christmas. Um, that's usually the only time I ever go. And usually it's to go to, like, the Eddie Bauer, because it's a bigger store than anywhere else in the city, mm-hmm. to find something for my dad, and that's that's it. That's And so I, like, go in by the Fantasyland Hotel, and I go to Eddie Bauer, and then I leave again. Oh, it does have the Disney store. Sorry, I lied. Um... But yeah, I just, I, yeah, West Simmons Mall, I'm sure people like it, and like, I mean, I don't know, there's a skating rink inside, and like a pirate ship, so, pirate ship, whatever, you know what I mean. Um. I really like the, I do like West Ed, and I like it because, like, it's a, it's a really good walk. Like, you it can is. just, you can just go, and you can just, like, fucking pound the pavement for, like, two hours. You can, and you can, and you see a lot in those two hours. Because uh, it's funny to me, because it's like, it's a destination, obviously, for people, but it's also like for people who live in the West End, that's like the closest mall to them. And so it's like the mall. 
Wait, sorry? What? Uh, I was just, just the, the idea, like, yes, you know, like, for people, it's a destination. Like, people come to yes, the city yes, and go yes. to West Edmonton Mall, right? But for people who live around there. It, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that's it's their just local the mall. mall. Yeah. Um, it was the closest one to me for a very long time. Because, yeah, West Mountain is pretty garbagey. Oh, it's not a mall. <laughs> that um, doesn't count. It used to be. I know. My dad told me it used to have a skating rink, and that's where he used to go and play hockey, and it's just like, Dad. It also used to have a movie theater. And he told me that, too, and I was like, don't lie to me about the past, Dad. The past doesn't matter anymore. No, it did <laughs> used to have a movie theater, because we would go to movies there sometimes. Oh. Um, it was, and it turned, then it turned into, I think if I remember correctly, the Westmount Movie Theater turned into, like, a cheap theater before it closed down. Oh, okay. So it would that be, like, five sense. bucks or whatever, yeah, and then, um... And then there's, like, I don't know, Mowistown Center's probably fine. I haven't been inside there in, like, nine million years, so I couldn't tell you. Um, Aren't you right by Northgate? At work? No, we're by Londonderry. Oh, Londonderry. Northgate sucks, too. Uh, There's a Walmart and some other stuff, but it's mostly, like, medical offices and stuff in there now, too. Right. Um, Just, like, Meadowlark is, like, Walmart and a bunch of medical offices, (laughs) which, for their clientele around there, probably makes sense. Yeah, Uh, same with Bonnie Dune. Yeah, Bonnie Dune is a lot of nothing right now, and also it's a construction zone outside and has been for, like, years, so who knows oh, what's going to happen. Oh, because of the train? There. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and then, yeah, Londonderry has improved. It's not quite as dirty and, and grungy as it is, as other places are, or as it has been, but I don't know. I still say Southgate's my number one, and then the rest of them I don't really care because I try not to go to the mall as much as possible. That's why online shopping is so amazing, because you don't have to talk to anyone. It's true. Not a single people. No. Talking to people sucks. Fuck yeah. Um, as we've just talked to each other for two hours. Um. <laughs> yeah, but we only do it once every two weeks. That's true. So. <laughs> That's true. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say? Nada. Okay, well, I don't have anything either, so that's all we have. For this week, uh, you can find us on the internet and a whole bunch of places. I'm on Twitter at Meg14. Kelsey's on Twitter sometimes, occasionally at Garbage Fire Pod. Usually, only days we record, <laughs> so yeah, we can sure. catch up and just get sad all over again. Uh, we have a website, garbagefirepodcast.com. We have an email address, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and an Instagram. Garbagefire Podcast, which. <laughs> In five minutes, it's going to have a picture of Forky on it. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is something that we update sometimes. Ish. Ish. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's all we have for today. We're getting closer and closer to that number 100. So if you made it this far and you have some suggestions, let us know. Please, please, please. Because uh, someone was like, well, what about an all-question episode? And I was like, that'll be about three minutes long. <laughs> yeah, you have to supply the questions. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh my god, our call just dropped out. Come um, on. Uh-oh, I lost Kelsey. I don't know what happened. Nearly a um, hundred episodes of this shit. I'm just gonna close this out. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, I, like, hit the little <laughs> thing on my, the microphone. Yeah? Yeah, and it's, like, got a button on it, and then it hung up on you. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, that's yeah. just how we do. 
Yeah, so I'm not going to edit any of that out. So uh, that's all we have for today. As always, thanks for bearing with us and our garbage technology. Um, And thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster.